I'm really sorry, Jem. I'm ever so sorry. What, what are you sorry for, Matt? Well, because uh, we may or may not have given you a nickname by this point, depending on when you're <laughs> listening uh, to the podcast. Um, but at this precise moment in time of recording, we we haven't given you a it's nickname. It's okay. Yet. Jemima's a bit of a weird name, so I don't think I don't think I've ever even met another Jemima. So I probably don't need one, but we might be able to find one at some point. <laughs> Well, it's one of those things. It's like you could try and choose a nickname, and and it might not stick. It's they kind of pick themselves. Yeah, they happen, don't they? Don't they? Although, having said that, for ages, when when Galaxy landed on my desk, no one liked it, and I crowbarred that one into every conversation. <laughs> so, crowbar was actually my dad's nickname when he was younger. Crowbar's a pretty cool name. <laughs> Jemima crowbar. Or just crowbar. <laughs> just that's, so what we were, what, just as we were saying, like they land when they land. <laughs> That's it, your crowbar from now on. I like crowbar, just sort of like bash my way into situations. <laughs> Useful, versatile, but usually violent. That's pretty cool. The, the weapon of choice for one uh, Gordon Freeman as well. Yeah, it's, uh, it's versatile and, you know, won't let you down. You don't need to reload. Just a uh, good old reliable crowbar, a weapon, but also a tool. That's me. That's, that needs to be <laughs> on your t-shirt. On your next t-shirt, that's what you need. Yeah, done. <laughs> Gosh, how are you doing? Yeah, really good. Um, what have you been playing? I've been playing a lot of Ori and the Blind Forest. Ah. I've completed it so many times on PC and then I got it on Switch and there's so many amazing games. My gaming backlog is massive, but I'm like yeah. Ori and the Blind Forest again though. I just love it. I love the way it looks. Um, the soundtrack was actually, Spotify was like, you know your most listened to song and mm. stuff of last year. Mine was just the Ori soundtrack. That soundtrack <laughs> More is than anything beautiful. else, it's, it's wonderful. Stunning. stunning. So yeah, I've just been appreciating that game all over again and getting excited for the next one. Yeah. It keeps getting delayed. One day, one day yeah. I'll play it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've broken a rule uh, again, actually. So w with gaming for me these days, or throughout my entire adult life, the one rule was I will not buy or begin another game until I've finished my current game. I'm terrible for that. It breaks, I know, <laughs> I, I, it breaks the immersion, right? But at the start of every every new year, that's like my first, I reintroduced yeah. that resolution to not break it. And I did that really well. Started playing Horizon Zero Dawn, as I mentioned before, yeah. and absolutely loving it. So good. And then I started doing a bit of gaming with a friend online, started playing a bit of um, uh, Wildlands, Tom Clancy Ghost yeah. Recon Wildlands. Then I started dipping into uh, No Way Out, which is like a co-op yeah, um, yeah. game, a prison break That's sort of game. That's a my playlist. It's, it's, it's a funny one because mechanically it's pretty tight, as a genre, it's somewhere between one big series of mini games. Yeah, okay. And uh, basically everything you can do in a Grand Theft Auto game, minus the story. It's basically sort of <laughs> that. Um, and it's like a, just an interactive story. So it's somewhere between like, um, you know, uh, Beyond Two Souls and, you know, that kind yeah, of interactive yeah. story. Yeah, good for co-op. Brilliant for co-op. Yeah, so that's why that's what's on my brilliant. list. I'm looking for always looking for new and interesting co-op games. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of I, I would highly recommend it. But it's kind of daft. Like, yeah, that sounds moment, great. <laughs> there was one moment only last night where um, we, we had the police after us. Spoiler alert: <laughs> with the police after us, but we just stopped to play a game of darts. <laughs> I love it. That's, in someone's back garden. This is like <laughs> in Breath of the Wild. It's like, please help. You know, the whole world's falling apart, and he's just like fishing or just like <laughs> playing so many games. Just totally. That's cash. why I love RPGs like that. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, interesting. We're, 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 of course, doing this. We're recording a podcast, chatting about games. And this is one of the many things we do as part of the day in the life of yeah. Oric Digital. A lot of game reflection. What are you guys playing at the moment? What are your thoughts on this? And any recommendations? Yeah. This is really nice. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today, right? Yeah. Mm, mm, Looking mm. at what it's like in a typical Oroch day. We have touched on, I think, probably in season one, where we, uh, we kind of gave an introduction to the company, some of the voices and faces that people are going to get to know. So we did kind of introduce a few things, but for this episode, we are mm -hmm. going deep, yeah. knee deep. 
with on the ground coverage. <laughs> <laughs> this is Crowbar. I'm on the ground uh, reporting for already. Crowbarring into meetings. Gem, not yet. No, I'm coming in. I'm recording. Everyone get out of my way. <laughs> all right, yeah. So we're going to be talking to a few producers, some other voices today, uh, all of which you would have heard before on the podcast. So uh, let's hit it. I think this is uh, this is new uncharted territory. We've never had this many voices in one episode before. So um, Nina, you got any nicknames for you? What was the one the you gave my my XCOM character over Christmas? Oh, uh, was it Firestorm? Yeah, that was it. I'm oh, sticking with that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I think at one point Peter on my playthrough was um, Peter Warlock yeah. Willington. Yeah, that was good. Nice alliteration. Warlock was good. Um, I haven't played you enough, Mike, yet to, 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 <laughs> to get um, to get a nickname. But I'm sure it'll be awesome when it lands. Not offended, it's fine. <laughs> All right, cool. So anyway, yes, yeah, so this is we're talking about a day in the life of Oroch Digital. We've we've dipped into this slightly in previous episodes. But today we're getting proper deep with it, right, Gem? Yeah, we're having a look, recording bits here and there and chatting to people to find out what they're doing every day. Excellent. So for the purposes of introductions, Nina, can you give us your name, even though I just said that, and what it is you do in the office? Uh, so I am Nina Firestorm Collins. <laughs> and um, my title is technically production manager, but I have many hats. So I do finance, HR, office management, production, business development, um, general handyman sometimes around the office changing <laughs> light bulbs changing locks smashing the patriarchy you know day-to-day <laughs> -day stuff <laughs> and uh willington what about you hello hello yes, i'm peter and i'm a creative producer at the studio and i guess that means that i like i do project management and i look after um I, I I don't know. I help us make games, <laughs> like, <laughs> but like like yeah, it's kind of a weird role, I guess. Like I, I guess I'm sort of at the moment like tasked with looking after a lot of the the demos that we make. Um, uh, it's such a weird uh, just the, the name producer just is such a weird amorphous role. So yeah, Mike Dor, how are you? I'm good, Matt. <laughs> I too am a producer. Yeah, uh, just straight up ordinary producer. Um, yeah, I get the games out the door. <laughs> cool. So first thing, we'll get in, make a cup of tea, have a little gossip, yep. talk about all the games everyone's playing, mm -hmm. um, recommendations. Um, yeah, and then around 10, we have our stand-up a um, couple times a week, sort of sets us for the day. Yeah, so we, we do them three times a week at the moment, at the start of uh, each day at uh, 10 sharp, and basically... It acts as a focal point for the whole team. So everybody's in, everybody's stood up, everyone's in a circle. Um, and it's an opportunity for the producers to say to their team what it is that they're gonna do for that day. I mean, inevitably it's it's usually a daily, but it's, you know, it depends on the state of the project. It might be that, you know, we go straight into just getting on if everybody knows what they're doing. But it's also an opportunity for uh, management to be able to you know, essentially like give notices to, to yeah. out to people or to say like, this is happening and that's happening and, um, and, and that kind of thing. Um, and it's also an opportunity if one of the producers is away for us to do a more traditional scrum based stand up <laughs> uh, in which, uh, let's say, for example, I'm away, Nina might ask the team, okay, so what are you working on today? Do you have any, any blockers? You know, what did you work on yesterday? That kind of stuff. Um, but generally we'll do that stand up first and then we'll go and have separate like daily meetings. 
And here's some audio from the morning stand-up. So this is how we start the day. Hello, everyone. Um, Mike, anything from you? Yeah, Master Rising team with David. Excellent stuff. Uh, Nina? No, our dance time today. Yeah, of course, yeah. Anything else? Thursday this week is Bristol Games Hub Social. If any of us come along, we'll find out about uh, post-mortem on the making of a by Ardman. And there's also me for Pixel, giving a little bit of talk about the UK Games Fund. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to be there, so come along if you fancy it. Excellent. Anything from anyone else? Uh, it's also Global Game Jam this weekend, so um, I don't know how many of you are coming to take part, but uh, cool. Um, if you want to just come and check it out, you're welcome to pop in any time over the weekend. We'll be presenting from 4 o'clock on the Sunday, so if you want to come and see what people have made, um, then feel free to pop over. It's at the VR Lab, which is opposite We'd Curious. Good stuff. Excellent. Well, enjoyed. He doesn't lie either. It is 10 o'clock sharp. Oh, yeah. To the, to the second. second. Loved it. <laughs> it's a good it's a good start to the day as well because of uh because we have flexi time. So everyone can come in anytime between nine and ten and then finish retrospectively. So people are trickling into the office between nine and ten, but everyone should be in at ten, so it's a good marker for the start of the day. Yeah. And like the other the other thing that I I think is is really good, apart from the fact that, you know, it's it's one of these like information radiators to the entire team. Apart from that, is this idea of like we're all together. It yeah. means that we all actually have to like we all say you know uh, we're all we're all together and we're all like in the same space together. Whereas like at a much larger company, you know, you're probably not going to have at Rockstar, you're probably not going to have two thousand people stood around <laughs> in a circle yelling, "What are you up to today?" Yeah. But equally, uh, you know, at, at a very large company, you probably also don't know every single person at the yeah. in the team, right? And yeah, I definitely feel that it's valuable for us to all talk to one another. Yeah. It feels like a nice, <laughs> a nice environment. I mean, it's it's super crucial just to manage that dialogue, isn't it? I mean, you guys know far better than I do. I mean, without without that standard, without everyone coming together when you're able to in a manageable a manageable sized team, like things would just crumble. It just crumble. Like the dialogue would just break, and then things break, games break, companies die. <laughs> Everything rests on Everything your rests shoulders on this Pete. one meeting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that's the thing, like. Production's going to be different at lots of different studios. And I should say, like, we're going to use words and terms that aren't going to be the same at different at different places. Yeah. And production at a much bigger studio is going to be different to our size studio. And ultimately, you know, if it was a studio of three people, it would be different as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we found that this, this is the thing that works for us. Yeah. So then moving on from the stand-up, we've got the different teams going to their dailies. Can you tell us about those, Mike? One of the things I do is I tend to get in quite early, about half eight in the morning, uh, which gives me a nice block of time to plan what I'm going to talk about in the daily. So the daily is when just um, the whole team, be it the Mars Horizon team or whatever team, uh, game-wise, we're all going in a room. And then I'm getting my list of uh, notes that I've made, notes of things that are likely to go wrong, things that I want to know how they're doing, things I want to have estimates for. Um, and then we sit down all together in front of a big TV. <laughs> And we'll start. We'll start a daily by going. Well, let's have a look to see if any new issues came in over yesterday. If it, let's say we've got some feedback from somebody that's played it or some bugs. So we'll go through those, make sure they're assigned out. Are these things we uh, need to fix as soon as humanly possible? No, in the bug list to go, <laughs> or whatever. Um, and then we look at um, like the, uh, the the tasks 
on that everybody's got at the moment, discuss how they're going, if there's any problems, if there's any heads ups that people need to know, if there are any interdependencies of any other tasks. Um, and just by having everybody talk about what they're working on and what they're looking at next, that's how we kind of set the the, the foundations for the day ahead. Mm. Um, it's really important that every, uh, with each discipline uh, in making games, it's very easy to not be able to see the wood from the trees. You're yeah. very yeah. much focused on your own particular tree stump that you're gluing <laughs> mushrooms on or whatever. So, so one of the amazing things about uh, having a, even if it's 10 minutes every day, is everybody gets an insight into what everybody's doing and the yeah. general goals for the week. And now I've got some audio from one of the dailies and this is their Mars Horizon team. All right, hey guys, good morning. Uh, let's look at this bug. That's going to start in the backlog, yeah, Stefan? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, this mm -hmm. one, a bit of feedback. Chris, I don't something you want to bear in mind for you. Uh, yeah. So, uh, while this is a convenient function or feature for the player, it's not actually going to meet the design objectives of the game. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. We always uh, force the player through it, but we'll have to keep an eye on it. And stuff. Yeah, but we'll that's fine. It. As long as they kind of... Yeah, I think so. No, 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 I think they're consistent size, so, but we can talk to them. Okay. 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 So I'll drop this into this week then. I know previously that there was a ruling that there was no meetings on a Wednesday. That's still in effect, isn't it? Like, how important is that for productivity? Who wants to chip in with that? I mean, we'll have one if anybody wants one. Yeah, yeah. it's not like, uh, yeah, yeah, we're not not allowed them. Yeah, I mean, it comes out of, um, so the, the, the no meetings idea actually comes out of like uh, some pretty... Uh, um, navel gazy um sort of books about like you know meetings are unproductive um so uh, and like that kind of like um that kind of like zealous nature of like sticking to so we will not have a meeting on a wednesday <laughs> is a really good way of like messing things up right so yeah if, if if we try and avoid some of that stuff to get a bit more like flow time from team members and so on or just heads down getting the thing done and that definitely happens on like maybe when you're heading towards like a milestone or a build or something along those lines but you know we will we will we will do them if we need to um i think the 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 cool thing is like as you were saying about like uh, different disciplines and so on, it's really good to just de-silo people yeah. and have you know have a have the opportunity for an art member of the team to be able to turn around to code with a problem and for code to say, oh, we could fix that in two minutes. You know, whereas an artist might struggle with it for like two days, yeah, yeah, you could have a, you know a code to fix it in two minutes, and then suddenly you've you know you've cut a lo you know you've cut a day and a half's worth of budget out of out of your art art time, right? Um, so those those kind of like meetings where you get to discuss together and figure out where everything's at is just a nicer, in more informal way of. It's better to not look at the daily meetings as twenty minutes taken out of your day. It's better to right. think of it as imagine the hours that we've saved by everybody yeah. putting their heads together yeah. once a day. Hundred percent. And then uh, following on from the dailies, our third favorite meeting, we have ops meetings quite often, about three times a week again, depending on where everybody is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to explain what those are, Nina, and what goes on? Yeah, so the, the operations meeting is a management team meeting. So we have Tom, the director, we have um, Peter and Mike, obviously producers, and you, Jem, marketing The marketing manager. department <laughs> <laughs> of one. Um, and then myself. Um, and it's it was born out of the company started to get bigger and we realised that people were doubling up on tasks, therefore creating more work because they weren't talking and a lot of stuff was done over emails. So like Peter would be emailing Tom about something without realizing that I was already doing it. Mm -hmm. um, so we decided to 
um, yeah, basically as, as often as possible during the week, we'll get into a room. Um, we have a shared Google Doc um, that we all type things into. So if we've got any questions or um, concerns or things that need to be raised, um, that all goes in there with a the code for, so I put like NC and then I put my my thing mm-hmm. like at the moment um so Oroch is going to be 10 years old in Yay. September so I'm trying to plan some sort of anniversary day thing so like I might put NC what should we do for our 10th anniversary mm-hmm. um and then we sit down the meeting we go through all of the new tasks anything that has an action gets typed in and marked in orange and then anything that can be struck off is just marked out in gray okay. so then also people so we'll come out of the meeting um and then everyone can scroll through and see what tasks they have yeah so it's highlighted in orange and it just saves a lot of time because it also saves just popping over to, to peter to be like oh do you know where this thing is and yeah. doing you know if we were each doing that 10 times a day yeah um so it, it just it's a much more concentrated way of dealing with basically the everyday bits and pieces of running a, a game studio yeah mm. and we put a nice picture of a cat in every day although i've been rebelling and putting <laughs> baby odor in because he's my favorite so now we've compromised and i edit a picture of baby odor on the cat picture so yeah so here's a little bit of audio from the daily operations meeting or the ops meeting as we call it. Yeah, so um, I, uh, obviously I was at a bunch of meetings and biz dev stuff and everything like that so I didn't get to see all the talks I wanted but from the talks I did see I scribbled down a few notes that might be useful for it so there might be some tasks falling out of this for us. Mm-hmm. So first one was from this uh, talk about Steam store pages from the marketing manager from um, Fail Better Games, you know, do Sunless Seas, Sunless Skies. Yeah. Um, the, the kind of notes are in there, but I'll shoot through it super fast. Uh, but there's a thing about making your Steam page understandable. It was a good idea there to get somebody who knows nothing about your game to read it and then say to you, what is the game? How and much if, of it? Like the whole description or the little bit at the top? Especially the little bit at the top. Yeah. She said that's the super key bit. That, but they do it with both the image and the text. So they show the image to people and say, what's this game? Yeah. And if they're coming back going, oh, it's a first-person shooter and you're actually making a strategy game, then that's gone wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then she also said the other thing is, apart from being specific, so what is this thing? The other point is the trustworthiness. Uh, you know, wh- why should I give you my money? Right. So um, she said, like, updates, keep trust. Uh, this is this idea every asset can tell a story or reinforce the thing that you're, you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, said about a trust, again, responding to reviews, which we do already especially the negative ones. There was this idea uh, of, as well, the survey data, which I think we've not done, but I think it's a great idea. So again, you can use surveys to get feedback on, you know, is this a good image? Does this text make sense? So uh, the thing to be careful with that is, if you're surveying our existing players who might know what we're doing, yeah, sure. their feedback will be different yeah. than if, so if you're surveying people to say, does this Im- is this image cool? And they will know what we're doing. That might, that might be a cool image, but it might not tell people about the game. So there's a bunch of useful stuff in there. So I mean, uh, games are fun. We work on games and that is a, that's a cool a, thing uh, to be able to say. But games are built on, on process and organization. So all these meetings are super, super crucial, right? If without it, it's not like we would just rock up in the morning, but like, oh, let's make a game today. Oh, that's cool, that's cool. Everything's cool, everything's great, everything's gravy. And like, you have to manage that process so, so carefully and delicately, you know, so every meeting is is so so very important to every process. There's a there's a different amount of there's a different amount of production that needs to go into each each thing, right? So as I was saying, like the the processes 
and uh, and um, theories that you would apply to a project with hundreds of people is different to one that you would have with a smaller a, a smaller team. Equally, each project and each set of team members is going to be different as well. So it's one of those things of like we one of the one of the things of like an agile methodology is that you're constantly looking at whether or not the systems and processes that you have in place are actually working because if you can remove a meeting great you should because like if it's if you're just sitting around and it's nice to talk with one another that's not actually particularly productive um and so it it's a constant there's a constant sort of monitoring of like you know should we have five five uh, five stand-ups every every week? And the answer was no, we shouldn't. So we've been reducing it down to get it more efficient, more lean, right? And it's the same with ops. Like, should we do it every day? Maybe we shouldn't. Should we do dailies every day? Who knows? Like, and again, like there's there's um, we do a much more kind of informal in-person kind of production than you would see somewhere else that is like externally distributed teams or you know stuff like that we definitely value like actually being in the same room together over msn messenger christ msn messenger <laughs> this uh, massive is, throwback is it, <laughs> yeah, like you know what i mean like little text chats and stuff like that we definitely like prioritize it over that but that might not work for a different team um so one of the things that we sort of distribute and look at in the dailies and in some of the other meetings is the tasks like and what they all get broken down to uh, so tasks are uh, task overall are generic to the the company. Everyone's got them, whether you're a developer or a marketing manager or me or Tom. Um, we use Asana, which is a task management software. Um, and that allows us to, in as much detail as we need, put in a title, a description, um, assign that task to a person. Um, in development terms, we put a time estimate to it, um, which then allows the producers to keep track of of how far the um, the project's coming along, if it's falling behind. Um, and it's just a really good way of everyone being able to keep track of what they should be doing, what they're doing next, if there's going to be any blocks coming up. Um, the great thing about Asana in particular is, is you can also comment. Anyone can comment on it. It pops up in their email that they've had a comment. Um, it gets ticked off as, as complete. You can then assign it to someone else. So if it needs to go, to, it, it's, it's just really well integrated software that just really helps the production side of things. Yeah. And it acts as like a breadcrumb trail. So there'll be there were tasks in Dart Future that we we put in, and then a year and a half later got to, yeah. and without having you know like rigorous descriptions of like what it is, what the intent of the task is, or what's required of it, you could very easily sit there in a meeting and be like, oh, sorry, what was this? And then you sit there for ages thinking, oh, well, it can't be that important. And then you know you realize it probably is. Whereas, as I say, like you create a task in Asana and you have enough of a description in it and dependencies and all that good stuff. And you're able to say, oh yeah, a year ago, we thought that it would be really good to add ramps into dark future. And then you can have that discussion about whether or not you're actually going to do those things. So a task isn't like, uh, make the game cooler or the task isn't fin finish the game. A task is a broken down achievable goal with yeah. a certain, um, with project management, you talk about granularity, like how, how far down do you split something until it becomes an individual task. So for each task, we'd, yeah, like you say, you'd assign a, um, a person, you'd assign a, a time period. Um, obviously, like, if you've got something like a task is like a week long, you break that down into subtasks. But basically, it's things to tick off when it's done. Yeah. 
Although saying that, I do have a task in my asana, which is make McDuckian levels of money. McDuckian levels of money. Um, guys, comprehensive. Um, mind blown. <laughs> Um, That's uh, the job. Like task-wise, I'm spending about 20 minutes a week right. cleaning the inside of the microwave. Yep. That's a subtask. That <laughs> is a subtask of clean the kitchen, which is the yeah. broader task. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's something we all ship in on. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh. with Mike on that. I mean, I think we're all with Mike. Because like even I thought we were just going to go through a detour of comedy now, but um, and it was to begin with. But it's really, really true. Like if, if that, that time mounts up over a week, a fortnight, a month, all of a right. sudden that's production time, right? Yeah. yeah. Split it into separate tasks. In all seriousness, keep your team happy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah like that a, is a massive part. A of lot, it. a lot of production yeah. is make sure that your team goes home at, like at a sensible period right. of time, so that they actually, you know, so that they that they're you know that they're taking care of themselves, yeah. that they don't burn themselves out. Yeah, it's that is that like amorphous stuff that like you know you're not going to learn in like. Taiichi Ono's Toyota Method book. It's just like, be nice to people and make sure that they're having a nice time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is Stefan looking rough? Get him a bottle of Lucasade. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's got to be done. But yeah, they don't teach you that. No, in, uh, no. In, in the book. Right, well, as I say, uh, comprehensive. Um, I think we should get some more voices on. It's always really, really good getting Peter and Nina's insight into that sort of stuff also getting mike in as well yeah just to talk about his angle on on how things are produced behind the well. scenes keeping it running smoothly mm. you don't always see the handiwork so just keeping things going yeah keeping it all like on schedule <laughs> on schedule on, budget, on, on the done <laughs> on the budget more importantly yeah. um but i have to say crowbar like i'm it's getting stuffy in here should we leave this room and go yeah. and grab some of the voices? Head to the floor where the magic happens. Let's, let's go head, chat to some of the guys doing it. Let's head into the hive. Right, let's, let's, let's get out of here. Come on, let's go. Hello. So, I'm going to sit down, slide across. So, we've come to chat to some of the people yeah. doing the magic, making right. the game. Let me just so, turn off the hot <laughs> That's you it, start, quickly. You know? <laughs> uh, so, you want to introduce yourself, what yes. you do, uh, and I'm, what you're doing right now? Yeah, sure. I, I'm Matt. I'm a designer on Mars Horizon. Uh, space agency management game. Um, yeah, so at the moment I'm working on something uh, very exciting called construction events. Mm -hmm. This is a part of a wider set of changes we're, we're currently making to the game. Yeah. Uh, with the main intention, basically we want to improve the what we call the mission flow. Yeah. And this is everything that the player does up to when they actually launch their vehicle. Yeah. So it's all the stuff like building the payload, building their launch vehicle yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, and basically, with these changes, we're looking to make that more exciting yeah. and get the player more involved in every decision that they're making. Yeah. Um, so part of that is these uh, construction events. Mm -hmm. uh, and these work on the basis of, say, say when you finished your payload, your engineer will come and give you a report and say, this all went well, but this happened. Yeah. Uh, and the main reason is to kind of say, it'll put a twist on your next choice. So whatever report he gives you, it'll influence what, how you design your vehicle from then on. Um, and stuff like that and just yeah. make it more exciting and give more meaningful choice yeah and that was based on some like feedback we got from the alpha yeah essentially yeah because and we found that players were just kind of um almost automatically going for a lot of this stuff when they're designing their vehicle or choosing the same vehicle that they used for last mission and just flying through it without much thought yeah what we want really ideally is for them to stop at each uh each point in the construction and say okay i'm going to make this decision and uh, with the overriding aim of sort of to get them more invested in it, yeah. basically. And uh, by the time they get to launch there, we really want them to 
Yeah, like I say, be invested in like their vehicle and their payload, and yeah. they've, really, they've gone through all these stages of making it the highs and lows. Yes, yeah, so it's really and exciting that exactly. countdown. And so you're like, when you see the countdown and you know that it's possible that this thing might explode yeah. with all your crew on board and everything you've done, and when it succeeds, it, everyone's like, yeah, exactly. So you actually care a lot more about it, and then that's before obviously the mission stage itself. But yeah, yeah. So okay, cool. Thanks. We'll let you go back to work. No Slide worries. off. <laughs> cool. That's me very elegantly making my way back from the studio floor. It's a busy day. Yeah, it's been a busy day. Um, and it sounds like, well, I say sounds like like I don't know or something. It's <laughs> always a busy day in the Oracle Digital Office slash studio. So we've covered a lot. Like we've talked loads about how darn important <laughs> every meeting and daily that the teams have yeah. um, to keep that dialogue going, to keep production going. But like, do you think, or are there, is there anything that you'd want to talk about that kind of bleeds into extracurricular things that, that the teams do? Yeah, especially for marketing as well. So that's sort of a pretty typical day in Oracle we've been looking at today, the meetings, going through tasks um, and all those things. But we do some really cool stuff. We get to go um, out of the office sometimes. So I done, did a lot of work recently for Meg Aquarium. We went to the yeah, yeah. Plymouth Aquarium and went to Bristol Aquarium and did some filming there. That was really awesome. And Tom and some of the other people went to see ESA um, last year. They went to the the Space Research and Technology Center in the <laughs> Netherlands and also Space Operations Center, mm. in, that was in Germany. So yeah, it's really cool. Depending on what we're working on, we could go, yeah, it's all sorts of amazing places, meet astronauts, meet sharks. Who knows <laughs> what else we'll go to see, depending on what we do next. That's what's so good about the variety of projects that, that we produce, because yeah. like, there's always going to be an opportunity. Um, yes, it, it will sound like a great school trip out or something, <laughs> but of course there has to be substance to it. Otherwise, yeah. what, are you, what are you wasting your time yeah. for? So take those two, for example, when um, the guys went to, to those bases of uh, operations yeah. during Mars Horizons um, production like as referenced in previous seasons as well check them out because they're really cool um it's just so so gratifying to go to places like that as part of a work exercise yeah and to and get just, a lot of out of it yeah and to draw from that experience and then slap that into the game yeah, yeah. what was cool about going to the aquariums is meeting um aquarists and having them say like i do this all day and i go home and i play the game because i love mm. you know it's such a good representation of what i do but they make it really fun so that was really good and useful to sort of get that feedback and then, yeah, we've got loads of cool footage, made some great videos, which you can check out on our social channels, uh, talking to uh, the aquarists about, yeah, how does it compare and, and getting some tips to play the game from people who do the job. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's really cool. And the variety is what makes it so much fun. Totally, totally. Well, as you say, uh, every time uh, towards the end of an episode, like, share, subscribe. I don't know whether that's a specific thing to just YouTube, but we're on the YouTubes. We're on Instagrams, Podbean tweets, as well. Podbean. There's many um, places to subscribe and like what we're up to. Um, and as always, the Discord is really good as well. We're mm -hmm. always chatting on there with people. Um, you get some, you know, behind the scenes, get to see what's coming up. If we're doing some um, exciting new things, that's where they'll hear about it first. So it's mm. a good place to be. Discord is, is especially good um, because th there's there's always conversation going on yeah. there about something. It, yeah, there's a good splicing between uh, like kind of banter i think yeah. i remember seeing some chat about crisps or something at one yeah. point lots very swiftly <laughs> yeah, lots of food chat um followed swiftly by dark future and yeah. the, the photo competition that we're constantly running yeah and then we've got like people talking about space games recently which will be on another podcast episode um so mars horizon hypes on there as well mm -hmm. so yeah it's all sorts of stuff it's good fun gem crowbar thank you <laughs> thanks <laughs> <laughs>